Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. Jump into it. Starting with the combat. Roll your initiative. Get it going. Turn one, round one. The beloved party versus three spooky ghosts of water types. Um, It is Cindy's turn. Cindy cannot do a single thing. Cindy can, though. Cindy can roll a constitution save. I caught minus one. Yep. So uh, that's a nine. It's a nine. Yes, Cindy is... Very, very scared and cannot move. Her eyes are wide open. Her pupils are dilated and she is frozen in fear. You can give Soli a separate save, actually. I think that's fair. Got a 14 on the dice with a zero modifier. So 14. Okay. Soli snaps out of it a little bit. She shakes her head and it seems like in about six more seconds at your next turn, she'll be ready to do something. Uh, Gimli, what do you do? There are three spooky ghosts. One Looks like a decrepit necrotic lily pad. Yikes. One looks like a like mummified duck. Yeah. And uh, one looks like a little salamander whose gills are all torn up and they like don't have eyes. We can suggest that visually map wise, you're in a pretty large rectangular room. Um, the three of them are lined up from left to right, and you guys are kind of in a square box. Uh, Cindy and yeah. Gimli are in front because they were investigating, and Elodie and Schmidt are behind. So I'm going to take. My homies out, all three of them. Uh, hmm. Oh, I guess we're in a cave, so I can't. Drought does not apply here. Okay. Um, mm. does it not? I, like, I uh, would suggest that drought is not causing the sun to come out, but just like the heat released from Torkoal is enough to power fire types. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like Groudon lives in a cave and has drought, so right. Well, it also says like water tax besides skull, they're halved overall for damage. Right. For five rounds. Yep. So so beginning my array of attacks. Let's go with some classics. Uh we're going to uh rock blast the mummy. Okay. So I'll start with that guy. Let's roll the hit. Um does he, a... he doesn't have like bandages on him or anything. It just seems like if he has flesh, it's like mummified if that makes sense mm-hmm. oh sure yeah, yeah yeah he totally does not have bandages in my head cannon uh, 17 <laughs> um 17 does connect what are you doing oh let's roll my d4 how many hits uh three total okay and 15 15 points of rock type damage as rocks mm-hmm. are fired out towards this spooky spooky round duck and as the rocks connect it seems like parts of this duck's flesh just break off and fly away and there's nothing underneath very curious um you you sent out your pokemon right your other ones yes okay i'm just trying to think how we want to do it Uh, yeah give, give them actions that's fine okay just making sure um so I'm going to use Toidal to rock tomb the same duck. Okay. Uh, it's DC 15. Okay. They, they get a natural 15. Ooh. 
uh, six damage. Okay. Six points of rock type damage as total fires off a rock to- towards this spooky duck. Um, it seems to, as the rocks connect, it seems like the duck just vanishes and then reappears in front of them as if it was able to dodge the attack partially, but it still manages to get crushed a little bit. The decaying lily pad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fury cutter it with lasagna. Okay. Does a 14 connect? 14 does not connect. Ooh. The okay. buggy claw lashes out towards the necrotic lily pad and just yeah. phases directly through it. Seems like it should have hit, but just swipes into the air. Okay, Anything else? That. I guess Gimli already sent out balls, so Gimli's not yeah, doing anything Gimli, else. Yeah, Gimli already did stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to Schmidt. Schmidt, what are you doing? Aerialize the lily pad. Okay. You do that. Um, Aerialize does not miss all your damage. Oh, I got a one, so. A one? Eight. Well, you might as well double your dice because it is super effective. Oh, that's true. Um, so 14. 14 points of flying type damage as Quacko does an acrobatic technique and slices through the little bit of remaining foliage on top of the head of this creepy lily pad Pokemon. What else is Schmidt doing? Just hanging out, man. Just hanging out. No checks or anything? Mm, no. Okay. He's taken in the situation. It is now time for the spooky ghosts to try to do something. The first spooky ghost. The spooky salamander opens its mouth and it looks like that there is a glowing red eye inside and it shoots out a beam of eerie energy that connects with Toidle getting a 14. Uh, does not hit. Okay. Toidle squints and does not lose focus. Uh, eerie lily pad opens its mouth and fires off what could be water, but something doesn't look quite right about it. It shoots directly towards Quacko. Uh, does a 13 hit Quacko? Oh, no, it does not. Okay. Um, spooky mummified duck also opens its beak and shoots out a blast of something, this time towards Trevor, uh, getting a 18 to hit. That does hit. Okay. Have Trevor make a constitution save. Uh, tw- uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Good enough. Um, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor takes 14 points of a type of damage that does not comprehend on the Pokemon type scale. It seems like an added effect has been avoided thanks to Trevor's sturdy body. Elodie. I'm going to take out uh, Bubblegum. How far away from? You and Schmidt are about 30 feet and Cindy and Gimli are about 20. I will have cabbage go for a dazzling gleam and that can hit multiple targets right it can how wide is the cone it's 30 feet okay if cabbage moves forward 10 feet it will connect with all of them oh okay then i will have cabbage do that yes okay whatever what's the safe dc 15 charisma yep okay they all fail did any of them fail by five or greater two of them did (gasps) Um, the lily pad and the salamander that will be 16. Each one of them takes 16 points of damage. And while their eyes are empty and hollow, it seems that two of them being the spooky salamander as well as the necrotic lily pad seem to have a light flash in their eyes. They don't really react. You would assume that they'd be blinded. Anything else for reality? I'm going to have Bubblegum go for a disarming voice. Okay. 
So I will have her move forward as well because that's 20 foot. Yep. Yeah, so any creature in range can that can hear takes the automatic damage. So I'll, I will do that on all of them as well. Okay. And then I will roll the damage for that. That is 11 damage. 11 points of fairy type damage as Bubblegum disarming voices the fray. It seems like this mummified, creepy, spooky duck has no capability of hearing and therefore does not take damage, but the other two do. <laughs> Interesting. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else for Elodie? Um, I think that's it because she took out Bubblegum, so that probably took. Okay. Cindy, make a constitution save. Six. Okay, this is your second turn, so you have advantage. Again. One. Not a nat one. But it goes down to one? Yes. Okay. Cindy is still frozen. She may need some help. However, solely can intuit an action. It may be harder to have success, but you may try and telepathically send an action to Soli. Soli is free. I feel like in Soli's, like, like observing the situation and, like, panic would just default to flamethrower. Okay. Sure. So I feel like that's her standard. Absolutely. What is the save? 16? 15? Cool. The one furthest away from Soldi, which we're going to say is the duck, saves. The other two do not. I'm going to roll, and then the one that saved takes half the damage. 19 damage. Two take the full damage, and then one takes half. Significant flamethrower from Soli, as yeah. she blasts a fire out of her mouth and lights the room once again, and all of the ghosts seem rather bothered by this, and they are singeing a little bit. Their dried flesh is let gently on fire, and they are... Looking like vengeful, angry spirits. Anything else? I don't think Cindy can do anything else. Nope. Um, we'll go to Gimli. Can I roll a perception check for around the room? Just looking for like objects and stuff to potentially make use of on these guys. Absolutely. 13. Um, yeah, Gimli looks around using the flamethrower that solely just exhaled. And uh, this room has a lot of rubble in it. It seems to be on this part of this space that was mostly collapsed. Mm. Up against the right corner between the wall and the ceiling there is one of those ventilation shafts that like spies crawl through you know <laughs> but it's damaged and kind of falling off the wall a little bit yeah. it's like uh three feet across and two feet tall it's just a big shaft and uh, that's really the only substantial thing that gimli can make out at this time okay now that um that shaft it's not like it's just like loose duct work or is it like inside the wall it used to be installed um uh-huh. Like in, in the crux between the wall and the ceiling, but it's, it's the nails have come loose and it's kind of dangling, just hanging there. And the f- top part of it is crumpled because it seems like it's been bisected by the falling rubble. How high up is it? Uh, like eight feet. Oh, standard. Is it like up against the wall? Yeah, it's in the corner between the wall and the ceiling, but the end yeah. of it is dangling. The end of it that's more north in the room, like the direction that you're facing behind the ghosts. Why do I want that? I don't know. What am I going to do with that? Hold on. I kind of want Trevor to shoot at that duct. Okay. To like knock it down. The goal is to knock it down. Yeah. So. Sure. I guess we'll rot bust into it to knock it down. Okay. Um, it, if you're just trying to knock it down, I don't think you necessarily need to roll how many rocks. I think I would just D20 strength it probably. Yeah. 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 Cause it's more less of an attack and more of just to trying to make something happen. Uh, 17. 17, yeah. Um, Trevor fires off a barrage of rocks into this duct, and many of them collide with it, 
and it's already loose it's already falling off the wall but it, it kind of crumples even further trevor dents it up pretty big and it f- pretty much falls all the way from the right wall where it's already fallen and then all the way behind you as well it just crashes to the ground with metal aluminum sounds okay it's about as i said so it's like the the height of it is two feet the width of it is three feet and the length of it against the right wall is i can count uh 40 feet the lawn shaft Hmm. but it is no longer mounted yeah and there's a little hole in the back right corner of the room where it connected into a different room Neato. Make think about that later. But I want to go pick up this duct. Okay. With as Gimli, so I'm gonna go scoop it and bring it back to my gang. Okay. Uh, uh, are you trying to pick up the whole forty feet of it? Is it forty feet wide? Long. Long, long, long. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, it's not super wide, but it's just long because it's a tube that runs around the room. Um, right. You definitely roll a strength. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if you if you like want to smash it first to get a chunk of it. Then that's reasonable. the The front part is already kind of broken off, but it is behind the ghosts. Oh, so I have to go through the ghosts to actually yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You could. You could just run. You could just do it. You might. Yeah. I'll I'll barrel through and I'll try. I'll try to get a chunk of it. I definitely don't want forty feet of tube. Yeah. For a thing I'm trying to do. So. Okay. This will provoke two attacks of opportunity from the lily pad and the duck. Yeah. Okay. Um, lily pad gets a natural one nice it's a natural too okay great yeah they you. they just they just watch the two of them just turn well, they, their heads just very demonically vacant, empty eyes yeah <laughs> they, 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 they just see gimli doing something they just look so yeah you yeah. run over there you can um you can get a chunk what size chunk are you looking for maybe like eight feet of it yeah you can easily do that um okay you find a, a piece of it of you know it's like a fairly sturdy kind of aluminum that's got bolts in it um some of the bolts are yeah. kind of loose and uh, you can pick it up. It's about twice your size. Okay, cool. Can you describe to me the general shape of it? Yeah. So I'm trying to picture like, you know, when spies crawl through ventilation ducts and stuff. That's like squared, so right? It's it's rectangled kind of uh, sure, 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 like, sure. like the bottom panel is bigger than the side panels. If that makes right. sense. It's like it's like classic duct work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like wide to fit a person. You're like, why did they make this this wide? Yeah, like spy movie level. Set. Exactly. Yeah. You, you could. It. So most people could crawl through it. Right. It would okay. be noisy, though. Gimli kind of thinks like, oh, like spies kind of like do this kind of thing. Well, maybe not Gimli's <laughs> thinking about it, but like th- if you climb through, see, it would I'll be noisy. <laughs> it, it would not be stealthy. It would be like, oh, this is yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you have it. You got a piece of metal. I still desperately want a fury cut of this lily pad. Okay. So we're going to give that another go. Let's give it another shot. Yeah, that's a 12. So no go. Okay. Okay. Once and... again, Dwebble slashes a buggy claw towards the lily pad and it just vanishes this time moving closer to dwebble all right we'll attempt to rock tomb the same lily pad because we got to pin him down because he's clearly going for my boy lasagna mm-hmm. so uh dc 15 strength and they fail nice they are restrained and they take where's my d 14 damage okay the sizable hit as the rocks pummel into this uh, lily pad creature it seems like it completely crumples the lily pad on top of it and barely any foliage is left on top of its head it's just a spooky bluish blob at this point schmidt mm, second verse same as the first hell yeah no. just aerialized into the lily pad okay 
Um, it is being held neatly for Quacko to slash into because the rocks have pinned it. Sick. Um, 17. This time for damage. 17 points of damage as mm-hmm. Quacko slashes into this ghost. And as it does so, the body of this necrotic lily pad just vanishes. It's gone. It is no longer there. It's their turn. The two remaining ghost creatures, they slightly face toward each other and they both open their mouths, the duck and the salamander. And they shoot a stream of something that is not quite water, but also like not quite anything else you've seen before and turn it into a shower that sprinkles over everyone. All people and all Pokemon must make a constitution save against a rain of ectoplasm. A rain? An AOE rain? Yes. Like a wide guardable rain? Uh, maybe. What's a maybe? I can't just... I'm I'm thinking. (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking. How about this? How about this? The way I see it is that the party is divided into two lines, right? Or two columns or two rows, however you want to see. It's like a box. So you can for sure protect the frontmost box, which is Cindy and Gimli and their Pokemon. Uh-huh. And then I'll have you roll. Let's just make it a DC 10, 20 or D 20 roll. Uh, no modifiers or anything just to see if you can get the second half as well. I got a 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dwebble does a very curious thing that not many of you have seen before, but it sees the attack incoming. And with a reaction, it's gem on its back glows a brilliant color. And then above all of your heads is a multicolored gemish impression that is the same color as Dwebble's ruby gemstone. And it seems to gather all of the ectoplasmic material and deposits it out of the party's reach. Very cool and impressive. Um, how much PP do you have on that left? Um, well, we recovered it from the gym battle, so yes. I'm two. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Um, very good. Completely negating that. Yeah. Um, Elodie. First thing Elodie is going to do is step forward and try to like shake Cindy out of it. Ooh, nice. Yeah, do a do a persuasion. Um, I got a twenty three. Okay, how? What's Elodie's method here? To, to get Cindy to snap out of it. Um, physically, like hands on her shoulders, shaking her, and then also just saying, "Cindy, come on, snap out of it." Perfect. It works. Cindy snaps to the realizations. Her eyes now focused on her good friend Elodie, realizing that she is here in the present moment, ready for action. Nice job. Um, that is Elodie's thing. What about her Pokemon? Okay. I'm going to have Cabbage go for another Dazzling Gleam. Mm-hmm. The remaining Pokemon have to make a DC 15 Charisma check. Okay. They both fail. Nice. Okay, I will roll the damage for that. Okay. Uh, that will be 17 damage this time. Um, the bright, blinding light smacks into both of the remaining Pokemon, and as the duck covers its eyes, it seems like its body fades away into the brightness. There is but one more spooky ghost Pokemon here. It is the salamander. So I will have Bubblegum just go for a disarming voice. Okay. Uh, five damage this time. Five points of fairy type damage. Go into the salamander and it's, it seems that as the sound impacts its body, its necrotic gill just flies off, flies away. It has one external gill at this point and its eyes are just an empty blank white staring straight ahead. Cindy, what you got? 
Elodie snaps you out of confusion, or not confusion, out of your state, your paralyzed state. Okay, we're not going to do quick attack because there's a good chance these ghosty boys are ghost and normal's not going to do anything. Let's do another flamethrower. Okay. Saving? 14. Natural three. They are rolling very poorly. Okay, so because they fell by five or more, they're burned? Uh-huh. <laughs> three plus five is uh, eight. Eight points. Eight of... whopping points of damage. Eight points of fire type damage is somehow enough to dispel the final ghost. As the flame connects, their spirit vanishes from the battlefield. And as that happens, a small light bulb mounted in the corner pops on, dimly flashing. You are out of initiative. You hear the sound of something metallic clinking to the ground where the ghosts once stood. Three, two, one, not it. I got it. Um, do you just reach for it or do you take a look? What do you do? Uh, I just reach for it. Okay. Too dumb to observe. Yeah. In your hands, you feel a piece of jewelry. It is a chain necklace with a pearl on it. And surrounding the pearl is a gold trim. Hmm. My wife would love this. What do y'all think? It's very pretty. Yeah. Came from ghosts. Must have something cool about it. <laughs> very good. Yeah. What's What's next for the party? Oh, we're going to pull out the Atlas Stone and see if it has any sort of reaction to just existence. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Pull it out. Roll a roll of perception. A six plus one seven. Okay. It is enough to tell that the front edge of it is glowing a faint red. Yeah. I bet that means there's something down here. The fireplate is here. Yeah. Isn't there like a hole in the corner of the room? Now there is. <laughs> um, yeah, now there is. Which corner is the question? Well, I don't know. You guys entered from the bottom left? We did, yes. The right. duct? No, left. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, Grace said right. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. Speed of shit. Um, <laughs> the back right corner has a hole in it. It seems like that's where the ventilation shafts cross between rooms. The front corners, left and right, are just a bunch of rubble. You know... From your adventure yesterday, or not yesterday, from your adventure for us last week, but just minutes ago. You remember from minutes ago that when Gimli tore apart at some rubble, the room that is closest to this one, to the front left, has storage of a bunch of, like, drill cars in it. I kind of want to see if we can go through the little ventilation duct, unless somebody has a better plan. We get to be spies. (laughs) Yeah. Super spy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cabbage has a full spy kit, so like this yeah, is gonna be epic. Oh yeah, time. I forgot cabbage about is that. An international super spy. Do you do you wish for cabbage to don it? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, she does that eagerly. The moment that <laughs> you mentioned being spies, cabbage is like on it. <laughs> what is the cinch cabbage? The sunglasses <laughs> go on, even though it's incredibly dark. Um, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> cabbage has a little walkie-talkie that doesn't have batteries and she's holding it and she's <laughs> she's ready who knows where the pair is <laughs> it wasn't in the use yeah, spy kit but one walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> so no batteries so. it's very useful 
there is a roughly two by three foot hole that is about eight feet off the ground in the back right corner of this room. So that is fully eight feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. How are we going to get up there? Oh, there's a couple different methods, probably. Yeah. Someone who is five feet tall could jump and grab on the edge and then attempt to pull themselves through. I'm going to try and jump and grab it. Okay. Give me a dexterity followed by strength. I just get the dexterity first. See if you can grab it. Because there's okay. no handhold or anything. You're just grabbing a hole. Bad news. It wasn't a great roll. Uh, I got a six. Okay. Yeah. Elodie does a little jump and her outfit is just not conducive to athletics right now. And she's like, well, can't reach it. Well, can anyone want to boost? Just go up there. Can yeah, do a little, can do a little vault boost. Like I can like, you know, someone stands in front. You come to me. I just like boost you. Throw me. We just physically throw. I'm talking about like, you know, you know, like the you put your one foot on my hands and I lift kind of thing. You're not like I'm a I'm toss imagining me. like Mr. Incredible throwing Elastigirl at Syndrome's ship. <laughs> throw me. <laughs> Very good reference. That's a great reference and a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to throw you? I feel like it's a bad idea. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no way dude after the gun situation I yeah that's like you're just gonna hurt yourself you're just a danger to everyone including yourself yeah but i i can like vault somebody if we're worried about like making the jump and it should be pretty simple like it should be an easy vault yeah how's sam feeling sam is just staying away she is just kind of off in the corner and she she saw the battle that happened it all things considered is very fast it all happened in like 15 seconds about and uh she looks in and she says are you all okay everything okay in here <laughs> a lot's happening <laughs> just a lot how how are you holding up she says uh, okay? i i've i've been better but <laughs> i'm okay for now it's understandable <laughs> Alright, who, who am I vaulting? You need up? a gun to protect yourself. <laughs> um, Let's not we, give her we the gun. We're not giving Sam the, Sam the gun. What if she needs to protect herself? What if she turns on us? Why would she? She's yeah, exactly. The what other if she needs to protect herself? I'm, I'm more concerned with you having the gun than literally anyone else. What if she turns on us? You almost killed one of us already. I did? No, no, no. Oh. You're fine. Okay. Cindy almost killed somebody like at random. They're like, what? Sam might be dangerous with the gun. And they're like, we have like magical beings in our pocket. I'm kind of, we might be fine. Yeah, but like Sam also has magical beings in her pockets. I think she'll be fine without a gun. I have the gun. Oh, you have the gun. I forgot. In my inventory. Gun. Oh, okay. That's fine then. I was like, wait, I, I forgot Cindy doesn't have the gun anymore. This is such a volatile yeah, item. I love it. It's just like... <laughs> it's just such a weird thing to have a Pokemon, just like a gun. Because you're used to just like magical beings solve problems. And it's just like, gun. <laughs> the most dangerous thing of all. I was like, I have a rock monster that's probably fine with getting shot. Yeah. But like, gun. <laughs> I want to vault somebody and no one's stepping up. So... <laughs> like, I'll just try again. Yeah, I was like, you can try. What are we yeah. trying to accomplish with this event? Trying to check it out. I don't know. Going it apparently. Oh, it's 
are we gonna get Gimli up? Are we gonna like reverse yeah. Rapunzel by pulling Gimli up? By his <laughs> I can probably just climb the wall to be honest. <laughs> like it's getting to that point where I might just do that because <laughs> are we just pull? investigating? Because I have a yes. bird. Yeah, we all. He also yeah, flying Pokemon exists. <laughs> yeah, we, right. But like, how are they gonna communicate back to us what they find? He's gonna say quack, and I'm gonna know exactly what he means. Factual. Okay. Yeah, let's sure. do it. Pokemon handling. Run it. Run it. Okay. Um, Quacko can fly up there with ease. You're gonna have him make a perception check while he's up there. Dirty nineteen. Dirty nineteen. Yeah. He he gets in there and you hear the sound of you know his webbed feet kind of plinking on the aluminum in there, and he comes back out and he faces Schmidt and he quacks. I need uh, a wisdom check from Schmidt. Animal handling, would you say? Uh yeah. This is this is Pokemon handling. Yeah, Th- this is your partner. He's trying to communicate something to you. One single quack. What does Schmidt get out of it? Uh, Schmidt gets a fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Schmidt's interpretation of Quacko's Quack suggests that this is kind of a dirty, gross tunnel, and he doesn't recommend anyone goes in it, and it seems there's a room on the other side that might be accessible from a different way. Cool. However, the rest of the party doesn't know this. They literally heard a duck quack, and Schmidt, his eyes kind of light up like he understands something. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, nod my head, just be like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I understand, and then I'm gonna look at the party and be like, duck's a no-go. (laughs) <laughs> the duck did not like the duck. <laughs> Whoa! No duck for this duck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, Quacko. <laughs> Quacko gives like a thumbs up. As he gives a thumbs up, you can see that his wings and feet are like sooty. Ew. Ew. I, I like try to like brush that off. Okay. Yeah, you do that. He's pleased with it. Awesome. Can we try to perception for this alternate entrance, or is it like pretty clear? That it leads into from one of the doors that we've observed. I don't know if you guys would necessarily deduct that based on what just happened. Um, You did pass through the hallway and one of your characters is, in fact, the party map bearer. Truthfully, I do be having a map. You do, in fact, be having a map. There is, in fact, another room and there is, in fact, a door to it on the right. Mm. And there's also uh, rubble to the left. Okay. But we already explored that, right? The, the rubble. Right. And th- this this hole is in the so we entered from from the right. Uh mm-hmm. and this hole is in the the like the back right corner. Yeah. From our yes. perception of entering the room. That is correct. Right. So my guess would be that we can in fact enter the room to which this connects from the door which is outside of this room. Thank you for coming to Yeah. <laughs> okay. Reality. Cool. You exit this spooky chamber that you were in that was used for experiments and you all agreed to walk down the hallway and good adventures go left even though this door is on the right because you're exiting from above it and you turned left you get to turn left again because you're good adventurers yes you turn left (laughs) and there's a door do you open it yes yes okay who's leading gimli okay gimli opens the door there's no problem um he enters a room uh there are two leds on the ceiling it is a little bit smaller than the last room that you were in it's about half the length but it's the same width um and it is full of metal lockers they kind of just look like school or like or like gym locker room lockers Mm. some of them appear to be open some of them are closed 
some of the closed ones have locks on them. Some of them don't. There are a total of eight lockers. Investigate the lockers. I'm going to say from left to right. They're in two rows. We're going to say mm-hmm. lockers one, two, three, four. Second row, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, five, and seven are closed and locked. Three and six appear to be open. Hmm. And eight and four are locked, and because they're on the outside, they also look a little damaged. Hmm. But they are closed. No locks on them. Should I type that out for you guys? Would that help? I don't know if I don't know if it really matters. We're just gonna look at all of them. We can take them one by one, but Yeah, I mean truthfully. I'm just gonna break the lock on one. Okay. You're gonna use your pickaxe or what? Uh yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> it's a standard locker lock. Just give me a, a strength check really quick. Yeah, of course. That's a dirty 20. Okay, yeah. Uh, you smash the lock open and the door flings open inside of this locker. All right, you should roll, actually. That's better. Uh, what do you want to roll? 20? Perception. Oh, perception. Okay. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because you don't know roll what's in there. Perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 13. 13. You find a notebook that has the pages way burnt up. Mm. You find a sticker on the inside of the door that says energy. You mm. find an energy uniform that's all dusty and musty. Mm-hmm. And you find a pair of shoes as well. Oh, wow. Full uniform. Oh, now we have a uniform for Schmidt. Yeah. Do you want to see if Schmidt fits in the uniform? No. You don't want the <laughs> dusty old uniform? No. That I, just found? I don't understand. <laughs> We all have one. Like we might as well. Have Why one. do you have one? What do you mean? That's how we sneak around. The with the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I think it'll be useful if you have one. Like just in case. We we're dealing with these guys a lot. It could be useful. We can get it washed. Just want to see if it fits. No. Oh. Sam oh, says criminal. Sam says, if Schmidt won't take it, I, I might find it useful based on how things are going. Sure, you could try it. Oh, no, that's hella suspicious. Yeah, that's, that's kind of sus. I'm not going to lie. We, we all have one. It's actually. What do you mean? Us and she's a her. And, you know, we, we already have one. We all have them, <laughs> except for Schmidt and, and, Sam. and Sam. Yeah, sure, Sam. If you want to try it on, that's, that's fine. Okay. I mean, then take it off because it's dirty and we can wash it. Sam. But, she elects not to put it on because it's kind of gross, but she does kind of okay. hold it up to herself and see if it fits. Um, yeah, with a with a 15 on the dice, it fits pretty well. It's like a little baggy at some parts, but it, it's believable that if like she were a grunt, they could have given her this and it'd be like, ah, you just wear that for now until we get you a better one. It, it seems like it would fit. Yeah, that this will be useful later for sure, because we're, we're going to see them again. So she, she puts it in her bag and she says, I hope I never have to use it. Me too. <laughs> I don't want to put that other one back on. Okay. Okay. Locker um, one has been investigated. Yeah, two has also got a lock on it. It does. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll crack that one open. So. Okay. Um. You you do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it <laughs> it opens. That's fine. Gimli can go through these all by himself. But if someone else wants to open them and like look. Yeah. If you want to take the time. I'll like open one can. of the closed ones. I'll open up number four. Okay. Four is like all kind of like crinkled. And damaged, but uh, you're able to kind of jiggle the door open. Um, roll me your perception. We'll, we'll do Gimli first. He opened the Dane Locker first. Let us do Gimli's yeah. Locker first. I did open the Dane Locker. Yeah. Um, 
11. 11. This locker is empty. There's nothing in it. Why did he put a lock on it? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Crazy. Um, Cindy, give me a roll for yours. 12. 12. This locker has a little hat oh. that is hung on a hook. It is green and it has a tree on it. It's a little icon hat. Um, in the bottom corner, there is one Pokeball. Huh. I grab the Pokeball and try and let out whatever, whatever's in it. Okay. You do that. You hold open the Pokeball. You press the button. A little red laser beam fires out. And before you, you all see... Well, no. You don't see it at first. You smell it. A horrible, terrible stench as a living bag of trash plops onto the ground and looks at Cindy and goes... Hey, buddy. Uh, This little guy looks kind of confused. And he looks around, but he sees that Cindy's friendly. So he kind of wobbles over to Cindy and as he does, his footsteps make like a kind of sound. It smells very bad. End up here. Uh, he does not understand. He's very smelly. <laughs> you just <laughs> imagine your personality trait is you're smelly. I leave him out. Okay. Uh, I, I, I hand him the hat. See if he wants the hat. Okay. Uh, you hand him the green hat that has a picture of a tree on it. Um, he's stoked on it. He puts it on his head, and it immediately looks like it withers a little bit as he does so. But he looks very fashionable. Good. He's happy. He's very friend shaped. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he vibing. A little trash. Yeah. He's like a bag of trash that has a face and a stupid toothy mouth. Good. <laughs> You gonna, you gonna you vibe with this guy? He's, he's great. He just he's just a little guy. Yeah, he's just a little guy. You wanna you wanna take the little guy with us? The smelly boy? Yeah. Well ask him. I mean he has I have his Pokeball. Well you don't own him. You just found a Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna stay with us, little buddy? We'll take care of you. Uh roll persuasion. Can I, like, I don't know, intervene to make that a disadvantage persuasion? Because Schmidt does not want to travel with this thing. You can. What is your method to do so? Uh, I was hoping you would have a better idea. Um, I got an 11. Okay. You can, there's a couple, I don't know. Like, if you're in a situation you don't want something to happen, and, like, you could... In- I think, like, whenever she's making the persuasion thing, she's like, do you want to travel with us? Schmidt, like, steps behind her and is, like, really scowling. Okay. Um, like, trying to intimidate maybe a little bit. Okay, yeah, you can roll that for sure. Uh, 16. Yeah. Um, it seems like th- this little bag of trash is reading the room and is getting mixed vibes. Um, Cindy seems very friendly and helpful, but he's kind of like checking out the other trainers, particularly Schmidt, and is just kind of not convinced. And he's just he's standing surrounded by people and he's just looking at everyone just very quizzically. He doesn't know why he's out of the Pokeball. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know what year it is. Um, he hasn't seen the sun for who knows how long. And he's just surrounded by strangers and some of them are nice and some of them aren't. He's he's a uh, he's a little confused. Hmm. 
uh, he's on the cusp of being scared. Okay. Right. I nicely tell him, it's like, how about I put you back in your ball and we'll talk about it later. He doesn't seem to mind either way. All right. I return him and put the ball in my bag. Okay. Does um, his hat return him or does it go on the ground? Let me see. Oh, yeah. It goes in the ball with him. Great. It's a little green hat with a tree on it. It just looks like a like it looks like an Animal Crossing tree. Like it's just like a you know it's a trunk and doesn't leave. It's funny that he has a hat. Yeah. Have belonged to his owner, so that's why I thought maybe he would like it. Yeah. Cool. There are five more lockers left to investigate. Can I check a locker three? You absolutely may. That one is wide open. Roll a perception. Cool. I got a three. You got a three. This one has a box in it that is made of a heavy, durable metal, and it has a dial knob on it. That sounds like a safe. It is, in fact, a big safe. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody got any uh, uh, safe uh, lock picking skills here? No, we could break it open. (gasps) I have a spy kit. Yeah. (laughs) You mean Cabot has a spy kit? Yeah. What? what, What's what's the plan here? Does my does Cabot's spy kit come with any safe opening tools? Um, you can inspect the box that it all comes in. There's some things that could definitely very much look like lockpicks, but it's clear that these did not come with the package. These are just basically like small shanks that would not be sold in like a children's spy kit. Would suggest to you that Cabbage probably scooped them up and put them there herself. Cabbage. Nice going. Um, Cabbage is a savage. However, <laughs> however, this safe has a dial on it and no keyholes. Oh, never mind then. All right. What about a stethoscope to, like, listen to the clicky-clicks? Does Cabbage have a stethoscope? Yeah, does Cabbage have a stethoscope? (laughs) Would a stethoscope come in a spy kit? I guess it depends on the spy kit. What if we just, like, kick it in? Could work. Feel free. Yeah, you can just roll strength, kick it. Uh, I wasn't suggesting for me, but... Okay. Uh, You don't want to break your foot? (laughs) (laughs) Fine. If I must. This does require a strength check. Yeah, of course. I'm on it. Uh, 17. Okay. You kick it pretty hard. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's changed at all. Hmm. It seems okay. like one of those safes that is designed to withstand a lot. Hmm. It's kick proof. That just makes me want to see what's inside more. Aww. Wait, how big is it? Um, how big is it? It's a it's a cube that fits in the locker, so it's probably like two by two. It's not very big. And how big is key lime? What is the height of a Ralts? Uh, key lime is one foot four. I'm gonna take key lime out. Okay. And I'm gonna say, key lime, can you try and teleport into this safe? Key lime kind of holds its hand to, to her mouth and looks at you quizzically. She has to tilt her head back a lot because of the way that her like hat is kind of shaped. Um, but she thinks she may be able to. She needs to try and roll for it. Okay, cool. 
just a. I kind of want to make this intelligence based. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Does she have any skills that would suggest that like would help for this? Uh, let me check that. Uh, she has insight. I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, Even though you are yeah, trying to see in, I, <laughs> I don't think it's the same kind of thing. No, yeah, because that's just trying to see like hidden things. That's not really okay. Okay, I will just do that. Um, intelligence roll then. Ten. You watch as Keyline teleports into the box. Let's go. And Keyline is in the safe. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get this I'm far. To get out. Hey, that's a good question. What? You didn't plan for the next step? <laughs> like, it either well, I'm sure you can... happen or the <laughs> next step happened. <laughs> she could probably open it from the inside, right? Like, that's how safe work. No. It's not. <laughs> it's not how safe work. There's no, like, like, it's not a door to, like, a closet that, like, well, it can't be locked from the the outside without, like, it's not a safety thing. That's how my school closet is. Not like a trunk. Not a a safe. Not a two-by-two safe that no one could fit in reasonably. (laughs) We gotta open this now. They might suffocate. (laughs) There's no air getting in there. It's a safe. Oh, no. It teleports back out. She could. She could teleport back out. She should. Keyline is like, in the safe. Yeah, uh, make a choice. <laughs> it's your tell Keyline to teleport back out of the safe. Okay, do you just kind of like say it? Um, I'm going to kind of yell it because I'm not sure how much she can hear in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll a perception for Keyline. Okay. <laughs> That's a uh, 12. Okay. Um, Keyline teleports out of the safe and is in front of Elodie. Just looking at Elodie. Now I guess you could ask them if there's anything in there. Yeah, that's the plan now. Is there anything in there? Roll intelligence for Keyline. Gotcha. Probably dark in there. She probably couldn't see anything. Well, it's small enough that they could feel around. Yeah. Uh, I got a 17. Um, Keyline looks up at Elodie. And like just stares in her eyes for a moment and just like a, a gentle quick nod. So there's something in there. Now we know. <laughs> Good thing, huh? Well, I, now we know that if we spend time trying to figure out how to get in, it's I'm not just, time wasted. I'm just still shook. You need to have like a follow up. <laughs> like you just say your Pokemon in like a sealed box. No follow up. I'll make him like, try it up with your, with your um, pickaxe. Yeah, I'll go for the pickaxe swing into it. Okay, this will be a high check. B- high check, big die. Time for the gunshot. 17? Gimli swings down his pickaxe. Onto the top of the safe. It clangs off and reverberates into his wrists, and it feels very funny. Does uh-huh. not have seemed to done any damage to the safe. Dang, this is a rough safe. We drop it. <laughs> drop it from where? Whole adventure became about this safe. Like we didn't. Yeah, where would we, we drop it? I don't know. Somewhere high enough to make it do break. 
but we don't want to break the stuff inside too. Yeah, we don't want to break the stuff inside. Well, if it's money, money won't break. What? <laughs> That's true. Money doesn't break. New what? quote. New campaign quote. That's not even <laughs> remotely true. Like, you literally rip paper money. Like, and yeah, but it won't can... break. It's what? not fragile. What is happening? I'm gonna go to the fetal position on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready to collapse. Uh, <laughs> well, you Schmidt, Schmidt joins him. <laughs> He's just on the ground. <laughs> yeah, two of us just, I, I, just I, sit in the fetal position. I'm just like, I. What is happening? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's it, it's a time. It's a break. That's just the exclusively attempts to pull the safe out and drop it. Okay, uh, roll me a strength. Yeah, good luck. I, I have a feeling this isn't going to go well. But well, let's see how you roll. I'm in shambles. Let's summon all of Cindy's strength. Uh, that's an 18 on the dice. What? <laughs> What's your bonus? Do you have any? Minus one. Minus one. Yeah, Cindy is like... 17. Cindy's feeling tired of people laughing at her and she's like I'm gonna throw this out and smash it and she grips her fingers behind the back of it and pulls on it as hard as she can and it like it barely lifts out and then she realizes how heavy it is and she drops it and it clinks back into the locker (laughs) that's something that is something you tried to move it good drop so here's an idea uh huh. I'm okay. Pickaxe, right? Sorry. Before you continue, I'm picturing this conversation between Shman Gimli happening on the ground. They're curled up. Continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to. All right. <laughs> you have this pickaxe, right? Yeah. What if we do it again? Okay. <laughs> Great plan. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, usually for stuff like this in D and D, there is diminishing returns. So now you're gonna have to get like a really good roll. I mean, I already kind of did so. <laughs> Yeah. So it's not a, not an unreasonable ask here. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a really good roll. Uh, I got eleven. So yeah, it seems like the safe is really designed to not be destroyed, as is evident with so many things in this facility being destroyed, and the safe seems totally untouched. Very true. Clearly, we have to bring it with us until we can find a way to pry it open. What? <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Okay. Is it one of those dials that has like numbers on it or it is a number dial. All right, I'm gonna be like Sam, Sam, come here. Sam says, okay. Uh did your little password that you used to open the PC have numbers in it? She says, Yeah, there was a couple. It's just our like system admin password. Try them on this safe. Okay. And she does that. She kneels down. She spins it around. Um, for transparency, she even says them out loud. She says 18, 36, 24. And she does it and pulls on it, does not open. But how? <laughs> She's, she looks at Ellie and says, sorry, it must not be what it is. is it was worth the And the locker. That locker is empty besides the safe. Thank you. It's the most daring adventure of all today. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting thing. <laughs> the that has ever happened. 
we had a battle. <laughs> we had a battle today, but you know what? Mini boss battle nothing compared to the, the actual epic encounter. Have any safe. like acidic, corrosive moves that could like eat away at the safe? Maybe. Can you command the stretch? Worth a try. You can try it. Yeah. I let Trevish back out. Okay. Uh, beam of light. He plops on the ground and stinks a lot, and he looks at Cindy and goes, "Hi, buddy. Do you think you could use some kind of like?" Acid spray or something on the safe to try to make it open. Roll Pokemon handling. Yeah, roll that. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Um, he seems to be picking up what you're putting down, and he waddles on over to the safe. Uh, roll. Gosh, I'm gonna. Let's just say strength. Roll a strength check for this trubbish. Just roll a d20, and I'll put the modifier on. A two? Yeah, Trubbish um, focuses and he opens his mouth and he looks down at the safe and he vomits. But it's like not an attack. He he just he just pukes. <laughs> he on, on the safe. <laughs> oh fucking god. It's just gross and it smells even worse now. <laughs> There's like a little puddle on top of the safe and he just looks at Cindy and he looks proud. It was. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, good, buddy. Good job. I reach out for a high five. Uh, yeah. Roll charisma. Does he vomit on her hand? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, he gives you a high five, and it's like gross. But um, <laughs> he he looks at you, and he looks at you with a face that like he thinks that you can be friends. Can I stand behind? Cindy and make a face that like we can't be friends. Sure. Uh, I guess you couldn't like do you want to make a skill check out of that or are you just kind of imparting on Cindy not to do it? Uh, Yeah. The latter. Okay. Yes. Cindy observes as Schmidt is shaking his head and maybe if I volunteer this RP like draw use his hand to draw like a line across his neck like don't do it. Hey, but what if he's helpful and knows stuff? We could get we have insider information. He just threw up. <laughs> he's been That's in a all he's done. <laughs> he's been in a Pokeball minimum for months. <laughs> Probably having a rough time. What if he, what if he has good insider information? <laughs> <laughs> it's out of the I, I, I return him and put him back in my bag. Okay. Unfortunately, it's still stinky because he vomited. <laughs> I'm gonna. Be, can you smell a little better in here, for us, please? Yeah. Um. Half. Half. Uh, she can do that. What? What scent? <laughs> in lemony scent. Lemony. Yeah. It's kind of like you know IRL. If like your cat barfs on the floor, do you get out the lemon scented Clorox to clean it up? It's it's pretty much exactly that smell. It's like a little bit better, but you still smell the barf. <laughs> Can Ralts teleport other objects with them, or is it just their person? What does the mood description for teleport say, Elodie? That's a good question. It says, as an action. Oh, yes, it does. This move can be used on allies with a DC intelligence check based on their weight. So, peep this. Right. We do the teleport thing again, uh-huh. but they teleport whatever's inside of the safe out. 
That's so smart. I wish I'd thought of that. Okay. I thought that's where you were going with it when you had them teleport in. <laughs> I feel like that I was like part of the plan. we had this solved like an hour yeah. ago. No, I definitely think that was originally part of the plan, but I think I immediately forgot as soon as the first part succeeded. <laughs> CJ's dying. He's, he's done. <laughs> Spend another locker in the meantime. I'm gonna walk away like nothing happened and check the other unlocked. I'm just gonna close you the locker. Out. I'll pet my cat. <laughs> 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 That's just so much. Right. Great. What does Elodie want to do with Keelan? All right, I'm gonna tell Keela. Keela, I'm gonna ask you to teleport again. This time, can you pick up whatever's in there and bring it out with you? Okay, have Keelan roll intelligence. Got it. I swear to oh, God. Oh, 19. Like <laughs> I was like, Grace, please. 19, yeah. Um, Keelan comprehends. Keelan does not need to roll intelligence to get back in the, in the safe because she has done it before. Um, she vanishes with a little pink, purplish trail. Spend some time in the safe. And then, how about we get one more intelligence for this item transferal got it it is dark so 15 this time 15 um keyline does not come out of the safe what teleports out of the safe is a moderate sized pile of gemstones rubies and sapphires and crystals uh just all sorts of minerals that are shiny and cut in a brilliant way there's a small pile of them. Let's go. And Keelam is still in there? Uh, for now, yes. Uh. Y- you did not give the instruction for Keelam to do anything besides teleport the items out. So Keelam is probably <laughs> waiting patiently. Who knows? I thought, no, I thought I said to come back with them. All right, I'll, I'll try and yell again. Keelam, you can teleport back now. Okay, Keelam hears it and bloops right back in front of you and sees the gems uh. and looks surprised while looking at them. Um, Cindy, uh, you were looking at a locker, right? Yeah, I was gonna look at locker number eight. So oh it's my god, there's more lockers. Locker. <laughs> An hour later, <laughs> <laughs> next locker. Yeah. Um, Cindy walks away. Ignore all this like gems happen. and money we have lying on the ground. Next locker. All right, next one. We know what it is now. The safe's over. Mystery's yeah. done. Um. Yeah, Cindy, roll a perception on it. You can open it, no problem. I got a now one. Now <laughs> one. Um, yeah, there's another safe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> this bit, we're all on the ground in the fetal position. Yeah. Oh, no. no, there is not another safe. Cindy, make a dexterity safe. Oh, no. What the fuck? This is great. This is content. <laughs> uh, 11. 11. Cindy pulls the locker open, and as she does so, this is one of the damaged ones. It's kind of all crumpled up. Um, she it does it with such force down. that it begins to fall over her. Um, <laughs> it does not encapsulate her, but it falls to the ground with a big ka- kablam. I guess it's the sound of a locker falling. And Cindy is unscathed, thankfully, but there's just a big locker on the ground. Mm, she might roll a perception. 15. <laughs> 15. Um, yeah. Schmidt 
might be crazy, but he feels like that when he heard this locker fall over with the big boob, he heard like a stirring very deep in this chamber. Um, I'm also going to like pick up the gems okay. um, that uh, came out of the safe and put them in my bag. Okay. I can give you the exact amount and type later. There are three lockers left unchecked, if my math is correct. Two of them are locked, though. One of them is wide open. I'll check the open locker. Great. You do that. Roll a perception. I got a 16 this time. Great. Yeah. Hanging on a hook inside the locker is a bag of Pokeballs. It looks like this bag is like from a store. Um, There's a wide variety of Pokeballs inside of this bag. Do you look at them? Do you do anything? I would like to look at them. Yes. Sure. Inside, there are three Ultra Balls, three Dusk Balls, two Great Balls, one regular Pokeball. So that is eight total. Yeah. No. No. Maybe? It's, yes, it's nine. It's nine total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad at math. So <clears throat> everybody could get two, and then somebody could get an extra one, probably the regular one. Are you including Sam in this? Um, Give Sam the regular <laughs> Pokeball. <laughs> yeah, let's give... We're going to give Sam the regular Pokeball. What did you say? I'll take the regular Pokeball. You can give Sam a decent one. Um, Sam looks Every, at the bag everyone... and looks at Ellie's intention and she says, oh, I'm fine. I don't I don't need that. You guys can take those. I'm not going to catch any new Pokemon anytime soon. Why don't we just drop them in group inventory and then as things come, oh. we can fight over them then. <laughs> Good idea, honestly. And that was like I forgot the, that group inventory exists. That was like the best it, it is new. thing I ever added for you guys. That was great. How many lockers are left? Two. They both have locks on them. Oh, I'll break those open. Okay. You do that. Do you inspect both of them? Uh, I'll leave it to them. This is funnier. Okay. <laughs> Schmidt hasn't looked any. Schmidt doesn't want to look in any. That's fair. He's... I'll look in one. Cindy, roll perception. That's a four. On the shelf at the top, a pair of sunglasses. It seems like the width is adjustable. And they have like a sinister energy to them. Not like it's like dangerous to you, but they like it. You look at them and you feel like you're a scoundrel for even looking at them, you know? Cindy's always a scoundrel, I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cindy turns around and offers them to Cabbage. Uh, cabbage. Yeah, what do you I think? I think would accept. Okay. I think Cabbage would accept. Cabbage. For your spy kit. Cabbage <laughs> receives the new sunglasses. They're a little dusty. Um, she places them over her current pair and she is wearing two pairs of sunglasses she is very cool she also cannot see a single thing <laughs> that's fine okay someone's got to perceive it rolling cool 17 17 the first thing you notice is that when you open this locker there it seemed like there was a bunch of stickers that were put in the same spot on the very back, you see a sticker that is in the emblem of like an M and it has like a reddish blackish pattern to it. Uh, it's been mostly scraped away, but you can see the, the generic shape of it. On top of that, it, you can see the outline of the NRG logo sticker on the locker. On top of that, you see a blue logo with an A and that one is in good condition. Inside the locker, there's a little map that's pinned against the wall. 
And there is a magnetic photo of a couple as well. There are two bandanas inside that are blue. And there's a small bag. Yeah. Oh, this is a cute couple. Anyone want to see this photo? <laughs> Anyone happen to recognize Nairol history? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you can. Nat one. Uh, Let's go, baby. Yeah, Cindy just kind of looks your at your parents. Cindy looks at the situation and is like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. You might be really interested in this photo. Can anyone else roll like similarities between no. them and me? Do you do you hand it to Cindy basically? Yes. Okay. If Cindy has it in her hands, she looks at the photo and she recognizes her parents embracing each other <laughs> in front of a large boulder that is with a mountain in the background. Well, you might want to look at the other stuff then. They were they were here. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bag that they left. I don't know if you want to check that out. Yeah, I mean, you're right to. They're your parents, right? Can I roll investigation? Yeah, absolutely. You're looking at the bag? Yeah. Okay. Um, Of course, dirty 20. (laughs) Great. You find... I don't know. (laughs) They're my parents, but a dirty 20 for investigation. Sorry. You find 30 feet of coiled rope in this bag. Hmm. A device that you don't recognize. Um, It's kind of like a horizontal tube and it has like holes on the side of it and it has something that looks like a grip, but like you wouldn't hold it with your hands. It looks like you would put it in your mouth. It's very strange looking. You find a little necklace that has the shape of a teardrop that has water trapped inside. Yeah, that's all the items in the back. I hand the rope to Gimli. Okay. I'm 60 feet of rope. <laughs> the excitement. <laughs> Love rope. Anything else? Anything else in the locker? There's a map that is pinned to the far corner of it. I hand the map to Elodie. <laughs> Let's go! The map expansion. Another map. Map 2.0. Um, you can roll to recognize the map if you'd like. Big update. Me or Elodie? Uh, yeah, Elodie. She is the map queen. Uh, I rolled a 15. Okay. This is a map of Hoenn. Uh, it is very similar to the one that you already have, but it's a little bit different. It has like more geography to it. And it appears there have been X's that have been drawn in two locations. Ooh. One of them is to an island on the fo- far north east part of the map. There's a red marker. There's just an X there. There's... Okay. There's another red X it's southwest to a mountain that is southwest to Lily Cove. It is kind of between Lily Cove, Fort Trade, Mauville. There's an X there. You've investigated all of the lockers. Oh. Can Very I cool. ask Sam if she is familiar with the the whistle looking thing? Yeah, or sure. Looking thing. Absolutely. Um, she's going to make a roll. She doesn't roll very high. Um, she takes a look at it and she says, I haven't seen anything quite like this. I don't know what it does, but I, it looks like some sort of accessory that a person would use. It looks like uh, I don't want to say it's protective equipment, but there's there's something to this. I just I just don't know. She she looks at the grip part and she says this clearly like goes in your mouth and she points at it and there's like little teeth marks on it. Out of character, I'm guessing it's one of those things that they would use to like breathe underwater. Like a snorkel? Yeah. It doesn't really have like a pipe like a snorkel, but that's a uh, 
It's an observation to make. Oh, like the water breathy things. Got it. Got yeah, it. that they had like in the anime. I put it back in my bag. You do that. Besides the lockers in this room, there's like a lawn bench like you'd see in like a, a gym locker room. Um, and there's a poster that says, remember your PPE. And there's a picture of like a guy wearing a hard hat and he's giving a thumbs up to the camera. I also hold on to the picture of my parents. You do that. That was not there. Yeah. You're holding on to everything but the rope in the map, correct? Yes. Yeah. But I did give them to people, so they're still with the party. I guess, Cindy, your parents um, were a part of NRG. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I haven't had any contact with them since, not since I could remember, so. The two people you- in the photo do kind of resemble Cindy. Um, the photo is faded. It's got a tone to it that seems like it's been out in the sun, perhaps. But um, it seems like the woman in the picture has the same color of hair as Cindy's. And the man in the picture, his face is very reminiscent to Cindy's face. There really could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how energy knew about uh, your grandparents' cellar, mm. I suppose. That would make some more sense, yeah. Right, Should we... Uh, go out into the main chamber and, and maybe check out what's in the back. I think we, we saw all we can see here, so. Gimli, Sandy, Schmidt, Elodie, and Sam march towards a wall of rubble. In the very back part of this chamber, furthest away from the entrance, you can hardly see the lights coming through where the shutter opened up. It is clear that this room extended further in, but there's a large wall of fallen boulders and rubble in front of you. What do you do? Dig da. <laughs> okay. Let me see that. Some rubble with dig. my gang. Yep. Or you could use the digger digger. Well, well I could machine? use the machines. <laughs> yeah, me and my me and my merry gang of minor Pokemon there could <laughs> start clearing this rubble. Okay. Some instincts kick in. <laughs> cool. Um, why don't you roll your strength D20 and then give me give me five D6. Sure. So strength with that gives me an 18. Okay. I'm um, counting Gimli, his three Pokemon that are out, and Bean in his overalls. Of course. Bean is the, the best digger of all um do you want the total or do you want each roll i want individuals okay uh first is a four trevor gets a five total gets a one uh lasagna gets a six and bean gets a one gimli and his whole digging crew get going it seems that like gimli and trevor have the best grasp on this it seems like perhaps they've done this for a living, maybe. Uh, they're very good at displacing this stuff. The other Pokemon get a good idea what's going on. Um, Torkoal and Dwebble are more or less just taking the debris that is being caused by Trevor and Gimli mining and just pushing to the side, trying to create a little passageway. Um, Bean is cheering. He rarely makes any sounds, but he's making cute little dino sounds. Like, he's very excited. Um, and eventually, after, let's say, like, two minutes, not very long, pretty efficient work here um there's a small little cave that uh looks like sam and schmidt would have to crouch a little bit to get through but everyone else can fit through really comfortably and you can access another room there's a faint light coming from inside 
Can I pull out the Atlas stone? Yeah. No perception. It is all pretty much glowing red. It is slightly vibrating. We're close, guys. One by one. I'm assuming that Gimli's in the front. Sam is in the back. Everyone else goes in. Um, as you march in, it is getting way, way hot. Like, way hotter than the rest of this place. It's been, like, a pretty kind of dark, dank cave. Now it's, like, it's hot. It's hot and it's dry. You all enter a large trapezoidal chamber, and in the center of it, there is a dip in the ground. It is concave. Inside that concave area is bubbling lava. That is probably what is so freaking hot. In the middle of this is what looks like a replica of Mount Chimney. There is like a stone-looking facade that is just sitting in the middle of the lava. And embedded in it is a book-sized red slate. Is is that what we're looking for? I'm like 90% sure it is. It's red. <laughs> it red. Atlas don't glow red. Right. The uh, math is checking out here. Gimli recognizes it as the same device that was plugged into a bunch of tubes and wires in the admin logs witnessed just earlier. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before. In the videos. Y'all remember that? The videos. Yeah. Pretty cool. Not How really. Do we really sad. From <laughs> there to here. Because mm-hmm. like lava, dangerous. Truthfully. Might be more dangerous than the stupid. gun. <laughs> Might be. That's debatable. Uh, how uh, far is like the distance like of lava b- between ground and the object? Let's say that the puddle of lava is a twenty foot circle. Twenty foot diameter. Yes. Hmm. No. No. Radius. No. Radius. Yeah. Radius. I, yeah. I was like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just got the term wrong. We and, have friends that can fly. Well, we do. Yeah, we do have Pokemon that can fly, potentially. And the this model of Mount Chimney that is in the boiling lava is uh, it's fairly large. It's about the size. It's probably a little bit bigger than a person. Um, it's just a little over six feet tall, and it's got some width to it, some serious width, and it's like the perfect shape of Mount Chimney. I wonder how much water it would take to just cool the lava. Is it like a pool? It is a pool. Like, is it coming from somewhere? What? Can we observe that? It is bubbling. Whether that or whether or not that means it's coming from further down is mm-hmm. up to you guys. But it is a pool exactly. of lava that is bubbling. Would yeah, you just, like, like drop water on it like a Minecraft? Just shoot water at it. That would take a lot of water, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Because uh, that didn't really go well before, as per the videos. Right. No factual. Yeah, I think someone should just fly over. Yoink it and fly back. It do be hot, though. It'd only get hotter above the lava. You notice that in this room that you're in, it looks quite a bit different from the rest of this uh, complex that you visited. It looks far less hollowed out. Um, You see stalactites and stalagmites, um, not from necessarily dripping uh, like water, but generated from dripping lava. little you can see little little droplets of a very hot liquid coming from the top of the ceiling it's very high up it's about 30 feet up um and they are connecting to stalagmites that are on the bottom of the ground and there's just little little natural pillars of stone they are a dark brown and deep black in color hmm. so that means there's lava above us yep 
chamber's got lava everywhere. So we don't want to be too destructive. So how much, like, sucking power does the Atlas Stone have? Because it, like, kind of took in the other plate that we found. I'm guessing not 20 feet. <laughs> I don't think it can vacuum 20 feet away. Okay. Now, I could try and have Keylime teleport again, but that sounds really dangerous. Yeah. And if things go south, I don't know. I don't really want to risk that. Um, If there's no other option, though. I mean, Cindy's immune to some of the heat, but not, like, lava. lava. I don't think Cindy can swim in lava, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think No, 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 no. But, like, I can handle being close to it. Um, Cindy makes a good point. Whether or not you're speaking in character or not, everyone is sweating, like, pretty heavily. Cindy's sweating, but, like, not that much. She's been around the heat. She's used to it. Mm. It seems like if it got any hotter, it might be a little dangerous for some of you who may not have hydration. I have a firebird. You do have a firebird. Can I send my firebird to yoink it? You can try. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so do you send out Meryl Cheap and just have her <laughs> fly on over? Yep. Okay. This might be weird, but it'll make sense. Make a dexterity check for Meryl Cheap to fly over. It's the dex. Oh. Dirty 22. Thirty twenty-two, yeah. Um, Meryl Cheap flies towards this figure of Mount Chimney in the lava. As she crosses the border from solid ground to the lava pool, you notice as she flies straight up, like immediately, she must have caught some sort of updraft of hot air, and she flies up maybe like fifteen or twenty feet. But she has good control of her wings. She positions her wings into a dive, and slowly, even though she's diving, manages to establish footing on top of this model. Of Mount Chimney. She's standing there and looking at Schmidt. There's a plate in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yoink it. How does... Can make her, like... Okay, sorry. How does Meryl Cheap yoink it? With her feet. Okay. Let's you fly back. Okay. You give that order. Um, Meryl Cheap locks her feet onto the part of this facade of Mount Chimney that has this stone embedded in it. As her talons connect, you see as the tips of her wings just become flames immediately. Um, she flaps and she flaps and she's pulling. Uh, make a strength check for her. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a crit. Natural 20? Yeah. Meryl Tree pulls and pulls and somehow despite having not spent much time with Schmidt, cleanly pulls the plate out of the lava and flings it towards the party. It clinks onto the ground in front of you all. What do you do? Uh, I put the atlas stone near it. Okay. And put the plate in it. Okay. As kneel down with the atlas stone, it begins glowing and vibrating and almost making a hum sound in anticipation. And as you get close enough for them to connect, there is a massive trembling in the arena that you are in. Cindy, make a dexterity save. 16. Um, you briefly lose your footing, but you're able to readjust. And the ground continues to shake, and everyone else is having a hard time stumbling. Um, you witness as the mountain shape in the lava 
kind of loses its form. It shrinks and it shrinks, and it becomes two mounds in the lava instead. And rising out of it comes a camel, as anticipated. It has a very sad face and has tufts of hair on its head, like like a little blast of fire, and it has rings on the sides of its body. And it looks at you mournfully. You continue to put the thing in the thing. <laughs> you continue to try and put the atlas stone to the to the plate. Yes. Okay. You do that. You press the atlas stone into the into this plate, and it gets absorbed into the atlas stone. And the atlas stone glows kind of a, a in in a sigh of relief almost, and it stops glowing. Camerupt lets out a mournful cry. And the mountain begins to violently shake. Uh, the puddles that were dripping from the ceiling, the, the, the droplets are becoming streams of lava. And it is hard to keep your balance as there are, there's a massive earthquake underway. The lava that was bubbling in the chamber begins bubbling uncontrollably and starting to spill out. It seems like something big is happening. What does the party do? <laughs> okay. You do that. You turn around and try to run out. It is very hard to run. This whole place is violently shaking, and parts of the ceiling are starting to fall. I'm going to need every individual, including Sam, to participate in a skill challenge. What is likely for you to roll is stuff, you know, like dexterity to try and dodge falling rocks. Um, you can roll athletics to just kind of try and dash despite all the violent shaking. Or you can come up with something clever. Use your Pokemon to kind of find a way to propel yourself or something. But everyone needs to make some sort of skill check. And everyone's combined skill checks will determine the success of your escape. 15 in athletics. Okay. With the idea is just to run. Yep. I okay. recall Meryl Sheep into the ball and I tuck Quacko in under my arm and bail. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use my, like, pickaxe to, like, propel myself forward rather than just dash. Mm -hmm. To kind of, like, put it more about a force than it is about, like, dexterity or mm -hmm. <laughs> anything like that. But, uh, 18. Okay. Can I have, uh, sort of grab on to bubblegum and have her use aqua jet? Yes, absolutely. Roll. It's probably... Probably Dex for Aquajet. That's probably the skill modifier on it, right? Probably. Okay, do that. Uh, yeah, I can help. I got a seven. Okay, that's something. Um, Sam, I know we still have Cindy, but Sam and Frostbite. Frostbite runs behind Sam and blows a gust of cold air, attempting to give everyone a little bit of a speed boost because uh, Frostbite knows that it can catch up gradually. Cindy, what do you do? And I use survival to kind of, like, feel out the tremors to know when it's best to, to move. Yeah, I love that. Go for that. 14. Yeah, okay. Everyone does what they described. Um, Gimli does a mad dash. Um, most everyone is trying to just find their way out despite the massive earth tremors. Some some of us, including Sam and Elodie, attempt to use their Pokemon. Unfortunately, Bubblegum doesn't really have the force to really propel Elodie ahead, but um, thanks to the help of Frostbite and the other party members, they managed to make a run for it. As they escape the central chamber that the camera was in, it seems like you hear a loud crash as 
it appears that the entire ceiling of that chamber has fallen. Thanks to your skill challenge, you're able to successfully escape, and you're standing at Jagged Pass. There is still a incredibly violent earthquake, and as the ceiling, shortly after the ceiling fell on top of the chamber that you were in, there is a loud explosion. There's incredible heat coming from behind you, and it seems like Mount Chimney has begun to erupt as massive large boulders fly out in several directions. At the very top, you can see at the caldera that trickles of lava are starting to come down. At, from where you're standing at the vantage point, you can see that people in Lava Ridge Town are facing towards you in horror as they see Mount Chimney with the violent eruption underway. Thank you for listening to the Season 2 finale of Dunsparce and Drampa. As always, remember to check out all of our links at linktree slash Dunsparce. A huge thank you to our newest patrons, Lucy, Daisy, and Garrett. Thanks to all of our patrons' generosity, our group is finally getting close to our goal of hiring an editor to help us release our episodes in a timely fashion. Being able to focus on running the game in my free time instead of worrying about editing would be a huge relief for all of us involved with the podcast, as well as making it possible to have a more consistent release schedule. If you are financially able and would like to help us achieve this dream of adding an editor to our team, please consider joining the Patreon, where we feature bonus content, post-show discussions with the cast after every session, and surveys where you can contribute directly to the campaign by making your own NPC. We're very much looking forward to seeing you in Season 3, coming soon. Gosh, what is it with a with a nat one? Oh, I know. I know what happens with that one. <laughs> I was really, really waiting for you to say a gun flies out. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you guys. And That's then awful. it goes off. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh.